many, many brethren. The day of Passover was where Jesus died. The day of Reshit was the next day. That next day is called, to, in English, the day of first fruits. He was the first fruit who rose from the dead. He's calling all of us to raise from our dead life to newness of life. Newness of life in Christ. That's a life full of peace, joy, happiness, contentment. All of those things. Abundant life. Isn't it marvellous? Abundant life. It's a life that is full. Not a life that's half but a life that is full, abundant life in Jesus. Amen. We're now going to come around the communion table. God was in Jesus reconciling you to himself. God was in Jesus reconciling you to himself. I, uh, I, I'm just reading from Hebrews chapter 8 because we have an old covenant and we have a new covenant. We have an Old Testament, God's will, and we have a New Testament, the, which is uh, the will of God. And God made a will. And uh, in Jeremiah, that was made known. Paul takes it up in Hebrews chapter 8. He says in verse 7, For if the first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion for a second one. But finding fault with his people, that really saddened me. Finding fault with with his people, he says. See, the days are coming, saith the Lord, when I will make a covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant I made with their ancestors on the day I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt. I showed no concern for them, saith the Lord, because they did not continue in my covenant. For this covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. And each one will not teach his fellow citizen and each his brother or his sister saying, Know the Lord because they will all know me from the least to the greatest of them, for I will forgive their wrongdoings and I never again will remember their sins. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God was reconciling you and me through Jesus Christ. God in this made a new covenant he was going to put his laws in our minds and our hearts. He was going to cleanse us from all sin. The Holy Spirit was going to take the blood of Jesus Christ, wash us clean on the inside, 
and the Spirit of the Lord was going to live within us and lead us and guide us in God's ways. And so we, God made the covenant and then he invited us to join in covenant. And you made a decision that I would walk in covenant with God. And he cleansed your heart and made you one with him. The sad thing is that we have to remember that inside we're made white by the blood of Jesus Christ. This morning as we come to the communion table, I want everybody to get their communion, come back, and I want you to wait. And we're going to seek the Lord and let him move among us because sometimes we get that garment that's made white stained. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. Let's go and get our communion and bring it back to our seat and wait on each other. For a will to be put into place, there needs to be a death. And Jesus died that a covenant could be made with you and me. His body broken, that all the benefits you inherit from God through the death of Jesus Christ. 
we belong to each other. We have the same blood that cleansed us, every one of us. We all belong to the one bread, Jesus Christ. The Lord said, if, this, if you have anything against anybody else, or you have a critical spirit, or there's something you need to deal with in your life, now's the time to do it. We have the cup, which is the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus' blood was shed for the cleansing of our sin, to get rid of any spot that might be on our garment. Because when we stand before the Father, we want garments that are white, washed in the blood, and clean before him. So let's take a minute. Father, I thank you that you know every heart. Your eye is upon each one. Lord, there's nothing hid from you. Lord, it's time for all of us to put our lives right with you. Lord, we don't want any broken fellowship. But right now, Lord, we want you to convict and to bring, make right. Father, we thank you for what Jesus did on, on the cross of Calvary. It's a victory. You won the victory, Lord. Father, I just ask your blessing to be upon the cup and the bread as we eat. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's eat and drink together. Thank you, Jesus. Do you, do you sense the Spirit of God is stirring away in people's hearts and lives? I hope so. What's that? Oh. Woo. Hey, just a couple of quick announcements this morning before we get into some testimony time. Um, thank you to everyone who's been in the prayer and fasting this week. Um, I'm going to make the bold call and say we need to we just we need to go for another week. If you've been fasting for every day, 
Um, bless you. But we all, we all, well, we're not all, but we took turns and we tag teamed, and that's a great thing to do. So um, if there's anyone who wants to put their hand up for tomorrow, Trev's already putting his hand up going, yes. Oh, your Tuesday. Okay, who wants to do Monday? Jude will do Monday. Oh, okay, is Monday Tuesday? Tuesday? Yep. Wednesday? Wednesday? Thursday? Cool. Friday? Saturday. Saturday. No one wants to do Saturday. Oh, I can do Saturday too. I don't mind. Saturday? Saturday. Rightio. Saturday. Awesome. Hands up. No, actually, I won't ask you to do that. If you've, if you've never fasted before, good time to start. You don't, just, you don't just fast for the sake of saying, I just missed three meals. But you use that time to pray. That same time you get up in the morning, have breakfast, you go to prayer. And you'd pray. That same time you'd, you'd have your lunch hour at work or wherever you are, you'd pray. That time as you sit down with your evening meal, you'd pray. Amen. What are we praying for? We're praying for this nation. Yes, we're praying for this city and this state, but we're praying, we, our vision is bigger. We do not forget Bundaberg because the Lord has been saying to, him, saying to me this week, as you lift your eyes, do not forget Bundaberg because it hasn't yet happened. And sometimes we can lift our visions beyond that we miss what God wants to do here. And so we've still got to pray and partner with God here in this region. Amen. But we need to pray for this nation. We need to pray for this whole situation to stop that's going on. And we need to pray for the hearts of people to turn to Jesus. Because that's where I believe it starts. As the, ter- as the church returns to him, as the people of God return to the one who saved them, I believe that's the starting point. So we need to see that. Um, so awesome. Thank you to those that are coming along Friday night prayer. We're seeing numbers grow and swell. And it's, we've had, you know, God is, God is firing us up. So Friday night at the Hub, remember, we kind of put it out there that, you know, those people that regularly come, uh, we bless you. Absolutely. I thank you for standing. Um, but, but, how, but how great it would be to everyone rotate through there at least once a month. How cool. And we've had some people start to do that. Bless Dave and Kay. They came all the way from horse camp to be a part of Friday night. Bless them. You know? So we want to encourage you to get out Friday night in the street. And if the hub's too small, you know what? We'll just spill onto the street. We just worship Jesus on the street. In fact, in the middle of the street between the, that place that we don't mention about and uh, indulge, there's that big paved area. There's plenty of room there to worship Jesus in the middle of the street. Amen. Cool, so cool. Um, the offerings are over there as uh, usual. If you're visiting uh, us today, welcome. Uh, next Sunday, we're taking up the offering for um, Alice Springs. The offering that gets taken up is going solely to the church and the ministry in Alice Springs. It's not going to anyone on the team. It's going to them. So uh, come along next Sunday. And if you can't be here next Sunday, um, then you can put it in. If you put a tag on the online banking, um, you know, Alice Springs Mission It'll get given into the same pool. Um, so, we, But we, what we need to do this morning in a minute is we need to pray for the team because Gavin and Haley take off this week because they're driving still. The rest of us are flying. We're being, yeah, you know, chickens. No, we're not being chickens. But Gavin and Haley are, are driving and have, having a bit of a holiday at the same time. So we want to uh, pray for the team as a whole. Uh, the new uh, bulletin's out, so I hope you've got that. 
Um, there's lots happening in August and September. Actually, there's bucket loads, so you need to grab a hold of that. Um, I hope you got your new emails this week. We did? Awesome. Good. Yep, there's still some people we don't have your emails, and there's a couple people bounced, and they bounced back. Um, so if you're not getting them, please give us your email, and we'll get that to you. Um, there's a sign-up sheet down the back for the next growth group, which is on your identity in Christ. It's on the back table down there, so please sign up for that. Um, I really believe God wants to do something in that. Um, there's also a sign-up sheet for uh, different forms of outreach. Uh, the 21st, there's a park outreach happening, but there's also stuff happening in people's homes and, and yards and stuff. So, you know, we want to see more and more people um, getting out there in the community and shining the light for Jesus. Amen? Uh, worship night is tonight, 5 o'clock, here. Uh, bring a friend. Bring Kay. Okay. Um, and let's just gather tonight to worship Jesus. Amen. Um, I think that's all that I've got. So maybe we pray for the team first before we get into sharing and testimony. Yep. Um, and the other thing, Trish is actually organising prayer for us while we're away. So if you want to be a part of praying in your homes or praying wherever, um, whatever, see Trish. You'll announcing it more next week. Awesome. Okay, awesome. So uh, those that are coming to Alice Springs, do you want to come forward? Is everybody here? Oh, Malachi's coming too. Is that everybody? Okay, if you want to come forth and pray for the team, that would be awesome. And I'll give you the microphone. There you go. <laughs> mm, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We bless you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Father, we just give you thanks and praise this morning. You are a great and mighty God. And you're concerned, Lord, with the, the lives of every person on this planet, Lord. Your word says you desire that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And Lord, out in that lonely city or town or wherever it is out there in Alice Springs, Lord, there's people that you love. There's people who you, you stretched out your arms for, Lord, and allowed yourself to be nailed to a cross and die apart from being whipped and beaten and had a crown of thorns pushed into your scalp. God, we just uh, thank you for those people. We pray you'll go ahead of us, Lord, by your spirit, Lord, and uh, you'll move amongst that people, Father God. You'll create an atmosphere, Lord, of acceptance of your word in that place. Lord, and as your people fly or drive there, Lord, we pray for your protection over their lives, Father God. Lord, the evil one would not, not be allowed to have them in any way, shape or form. Lord, that you would create a pathway for them uh, that is clear, Lord. And Lord, you'd place your words, Lord God, in their mouths for every situation, Lord God, that they find themselves in, in that place, Lord. 
Lord, that we know, Lord God, that you desire that all men should be saved. We know, Lord, that you desire that, that there be a revival in that town, Lord. That people will come to you in droves, Lord God. People from the outlying areas, Lord. The Aborigines, Lord God, who live in the outlying areas will come to because they're hearing that Jesus is in the house. Lord Jesus, just like in, in the scriptures. They knew that Jesus was in the house so they came in their droves and people had to cut holes in the roof to get to him. Father, we want that, we want that out there, Lord God. Lord, touch them by your spirit, Lord. Lord, fill them with your power, Lord God. They need your spirit, Lord God. They need that anointing, Father God. We ask you to stretch forth your hands in signs and wonders and miracles, Lord God. Lord, get behind them, Jesus, I pray. You are behind them. You are before them. You're above them and around them, Lord. But, Lord, just whatever they say, whatever they do, Lord, let it be that very thing that you would say or do should you be there in person, Lord. Oh, Father, thank you so much for this opportunity that these people have, Lord God, to, to go to that place, to spread your word, Lord God, and even to bless your church in that city, Lord God, because your church is in that city. There are people in that city, Lord God, who believe and trust in the Lord God and in Jesus Christ. So we ask for a real uh, revival in that area too, Father God, a revival in your church, Father God, a, a uniting of your church, Father God, in that place. Lord, do a mighty work, Father God. We want to hear incredible stories, Father God, coming out of that place. We want to hear incredible stories, Father. Stories of salvations, of healing, Lord God, of deliverance, of captives being set free, Lord God, of whole people groups coming to know you, whole people groups hearing the gospel for the first time. Lord, fill their mouths, Lord God, as they, as they open their mouths, Lord, fill it. In Jesus' name. Bless them, each one, Father God. Bless them, each one, Father. Thank you, God. Father, as uh, this team goes to Alice Springs, oh Lord, it is uncharted territory in some way. So, Father, we seek your hand of protection upon each one, oh Father, that you, oh God, would... Uh, Give them a greater perception, a greater understanding, a greater discernment, O oh God, as to the things that they step into and see, O oh Father. That, O oh God, you will sharpen the edge of their swords, O oh Father. That you will strengthen the shield of faith, O oh Father. The breastplate, all the parts of God of the armor. Father, we increase its strength and its power right now in Jesus' name. And, Father, we loose their tongues with the word of the Holy Spirit, O oh God. With the word of the Bible, the very word of God, we loose their tongues with that, O oh God. That wherever they go, whenever they open their mouth, the word of God will be spread forth, O oh Father. And, Lord, we place in them, we place in them, O oh God, breakthrough power, breakthrough authority in Jesus' name. So that when they get there, oh God, and by the time they've left, Alice Springs will not be the same. It will not be the same, oh God. We declare right now by their going, so there shall be a great breakthrough in Alice Springs, oh God. Father, you honour the going. And so, Father, we thank you. 
We thank you for the change. We thank you for the light that is coming into Alice Springs, oh God. So, Father, bless them. Keep them and use them mightily, oh God, we pray in Jesus' name. Uh, over restoration centre, uh, there is a word that when we go forth here to the nations and other places, we'll carry the fire, the fire. It's not by might, but by your spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord, there is freedom when they go forth. Amen. The Lord, I just believe the Lord just wanted, just reminded me to say that you're not just vessels. You're not just vessels for the Father's use. You are that, but you are much more. You are ministers. You are fellow, fellow ministers. And through you, God implores people to be reconciled unto me. And it's your whole heart, soul, mind and strength that, that you go in. It's your desires, it's, your, it's everything about you that, that takes this word. It's not, you're not just an empty vessel for God to fill, but you are more than that. It's your personality he uses. It's, your, it's, it's the person of you that God uses to reach the lost and to touch the hearts of those who you come across. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord showed me that the fields are white unto harvest. Now, this is something you know and you've seen many times, but don't take it lightly. The Lord says the fields are white unto harvest and you are carrying gold and you're taking it out to share with them. It's, it's God that you're taking. You're going to share with him. And the Lord was saying, beware, for I have called you, my people. I have called you to go out in my name. You have the word situated right in the midst of you. You have it on the tongue. You have it in your mind and in your heart, says the Lord. And I declare this over you right now, that you are my God. You are my children. You go forth in the Lord's name. And he will bring the increase. He will bring the increase. You don't have to worry. You're going to find that the Lord has called you and right now he has it all planned as to who's coming in. Who's coming in. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So Tom's got a bit of a word to, uh, to share, but we've got some time for us, some testimonies before we do that. And I was, um, where's Matt and Tam? 
Oh, there they are. Let's ask them to share a couple of little things because we were talking during the week and we were sharing and they were sharing some stuff. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, I I really believe that God wants you to know today is that, that he will meet you where you are. If, if you say, God, where are you in this moment? Or I want to know you or I need your help or, you know, anything like that. He will come and meet you where you are. And I don't think we realize that at times. Hey, Maria. Bless you. Bless you. It's good to see you. Malcolm and Catherine. <laughs> Becky. Joan. Hey, Joan, welcome. Bless you. Um, And they were just sharing some stuff during the week, and I thought, wow, you know, we need to be reminded of this. Yeah? We need to be reminded of the fact that God meets us where we are, that He knows the numbers of hairs on our head. He knows us that well. Good one, Alan. I like that. Yes, he does. He knows that. Uh, All I can say this morning is wow. Um, As we're interceding for family, um, sons, daughters, brothers, and sisters, um, I just want to say, like, Matt and I, you know, most of you know, we were lost for 20 years. 20 years that our parents interceded for us. So we stand here as testimonies. Don't stop praising his name. Don't stop praying. Never stop praying or interceding for your children because we are proof that impossible is God's starting point. We are proof that with all things... With God, all things are possible. All things. We, we are here and our lives have been transformed. Completely transformed. And, um, and I, can't, I can't thank our family enough <laughs> for interceding for us for those 20 years. Um, it's just amazing. Anyway, so that's not even our testimony. <laughs> um, it's the start of it. So... In, in the 12 months before we came to Restoration Centre, um, I had been to City Coast maybe three times. Um, so God, God was obviously tugging on my heartstrings already. Uh, he was calling my name. Um, the first time I went to City Coast, I'd, I drove there by myself, um, walked in that door and I cried the entire time I was inside that building. I just, I just sobbed. <laughs> And then I walked out and felt fine again. So that was like really bizarre. And in that 12 months, I was trying to get Matt to come along with me. And he's just like, no, nah, no. Nah. Um, so as you know, um, Restoration Center was birthed in the September. And in the November of that year, um, I was diagnosed with a tumor in my breast. And... Uh, you know, it was only found because I heard the voice of God. That God literally told me to check your breast. 
um, and I literally like one finger straight on a lump. And it wasn't even that lump that was the problem. Um, so even though we weren't walking with God, he still spoke and I heard his voice. But even through that, I was so, so angry and petrified. There was so much fear, so much fear. And it was that fear that one night it took me like, you know, it was winter, freezing cold. I went outside and I'm on my knees in the middle of our yard, screaming out to God, going, why? Why me? Um, the night before my biopsy, of course, Indiana falls and breaks a bone in her neck, ends up in hospital, spinal precautions, and I'm just like, once again, why? Why, God? Uh, and then, yeah, it was like March the following year that Matt woke up one morning and said, I think we need to go to church. And that blew me away because I was still angry and just like, why? Why, why is life like this for us? And it was actually changes that we'd seen in my sister that brought us to Restoration Centre. Um, and, yeah, it was, um, it just blew me away that Sunday when we first walked in and we found family. We found a family that, um, <laughs> yeah. We love you guys. <laughs> um, and we're just we're so blessed that God has brought us here. But that fear is so funny. Um, you know, last year we opened up the bookshop and I was hit with another tumour in my breast and a melanoma. <laughs> and I was once again like, why? But at the same time, like, okay, so... We've just opened the bookshop. Things are going to happen. Um, I went for my 12-month ultrasound last week. I uh, haven't got the results yet, but I have a feeling uh, another biopsy is in my future. <laughs> but just recently, um, I have quit my job. I resigned from my job, and we decided that we're going to go all in with the hub. We're going to go in full-time and, um, <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna live for Jesus and trust in his provision because that's the only way we're gonna get by <laughs> um, but I've been off work for the last almost nine weeks leave without pay and we have survived we have paid every bill and we have not gone hungry and um and so I'm I'm like really excited when uh, I walked into that appointment last week and I didn't even give it a thought. Like, even walking into that appointment, I didn't even think, are they going to find anything? There was no fear. And even, you know, there was um, a couple of spots I went back to, you know, three times and took extra measurements and that kind of sends a little alarm bell going. <laughs> And it's like, okay, well, I can probably see another biopsy in my future. But at the same time, I'm like, I know I'm on the right track. I know that what we're doing is of God because of this. And there's no way five years ago I would have thought that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just, I just praise Jesus for, 
but how he's transformed, yeah, my life. Okay. So I wanted to talk a bit about... Um, so four years ago uh, this month um, was quite um, a significant significant thing happened to me in my life. So as Tam said, we came to church in, I don't know, around March, April, where I actually injured my back. So my, I injured my back and I was in so much pain. Um, I was in ridiculous amounts of pain. I couldn't work. So suddenly a self-employed carpenter had no, I, could, I had no means to earn an income. Um, I couldn't work. I was relying on heavy painkillers to get through my day and my night. Um, we had so much stuff leading up to that, you know, like I, I've, I can give testimonies all day probably about that, but God was drawing me, but I was resisting. I was like, I don't care what you say, I'm going to do this on my own. So I went and I lasted, I lasted as long as I could. And then one day, you know, we were under immense pressure. I was under, you know, financial pressure, um, mental pressure, emotional pressure. I was a husband, I was the father of three girls. So the only option that became available to me is I had to declare that I was bankrupt. I had people ringing me, my phone would ring and I would just, I couldn't cope with it. So I remember standing in my mum's office and I had to photocopy all this stuff and I was bawling my eyes out. Um, I had my girls with me. <laughs> mum was there and she was like, do you want me to take you down? Because I had to go to the post office to post it. You know, do you want me to take you down? And I'm like, no, I'll do it. So I, I walk out to my car <laughs> and my tyre's flat, right? So this tyre had been a real pain in my butt because I'd literally have to fill it up. I'd put air in it at home. I'd drive to the airport and I'd put more air in it. I'd drive to the school to drop the kids at school. I'd put more air in it. I'd drive back to the airport, put more air in it, just to get me home. Because it would go down that fast. I, we couldn't afford to fix it. We barely had money for, for petrol and fuel and food. So I walk out, this tyre's flat. So I'm bawling my eyes out, driving down the main street with the flat tyre towards the post office. <laughs> the kid's in the back going, what's wrong, Dad? What's wrong? People are pointing at me going, your tyre's flat. So I get to the post office, I stand there for 10 minutes with my, my life, really, was just going to go in that post box. Everything I'd worked for was going to go in that post box. So I stood there and I cried and other people were walking up, looking at me, putting their things in really thing and walking away. I put it in. I drove home. Or I, actually, I drove to the service station, I put air in my tyre and it actually went back up again. 
believe it or not. So, so, <laughs> so that was on, on one day. The next day, right, I had to take... Tam had picked up some work at the hospital, so that was good. So she went to work. But, you know, that night I was petrified. I was so afraid of what I might do when I was left on my own. Um, my kids were at school. So I was sitting on the lounge, on my lounge chair in my lounge room. And I hope no one ever gets to this point, but I decided that I'd had enough. I decided that I was going to end my life that day on that lounge chair. So as I sat there and I prepared to end my life, I was sobbing. I was uncontrollably sobbing. And I started screaming out to God. Because I'd known he was always there, I just didn't want him. And then all these things had happened and led me to this point. And I started screaming out to God and I said, you know, if you're real, like where are you? Look at this mess that I'm in. If you were real, you would be here. So literally within two minutes, my phone rang. And it was my sister. So my little sister, not Danette, the one that we see here. My little sister lives in Newcastle. Um, and she's actually a psychologist. <laughs> so she rings me. She never rings me. Like I very rarely ever hear from her at all. But she rang me in the middle of the day. Two minutes after I just said to God, where are you? And she talked me off the ledge. I remember getting off the phone to her and then Tim rings me because I'd been coming to church. I'd been coming for three months. And he said, you know, I want you guys to come over for dinner. So we went over for dinner. And then the next day after that, Tim said, I want to buy you a tyre for my car. And I couldn't believe it. I said, who wants to buy someone one tyre? <laughs> so we go to the tyre shop and they go, oh, yeah, we got one tyre we can sell you. You know, perfect size. So... And I remember getting off the phone to Tim that, that same day and my dad came bursting through the door, you know. My sister had rung him, obviously, and said, you know, go and check on Matt. And he comes bursting in and he's like flung the door open and I'm sitting there and he's go he said, how you going? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm fine. But good things kept happening after that. And it was after the the fact that I decided that I needed God. I believe Jesus was sitting in that room with me, in, in that lounge room, weeping the same as I was. I believe he was just waiting for me to say, I need you. So it's in, he came and he met me in my pain and in my dysfunction and in my mess. He was sitting in that room weeping with me. 
So Jesus, he's only a call away. And my life wouldn't be the same. I've got three girls and uh, I believe (laughs) that God has turned their lives around as well Um, because I, I think the mess that we had before, I can't imagine it ending well for them. So I just want (laughs) to, that was hard to share because that's really deep and and real. And I think um, we have to be real with each other because people need to know. And when I go out there and I talk to people and they have the same hopelessness that I had and I can see it, I can feel it. And I say to them, test God because if you reach out and ask for his help, he will come. And I know he'll come as he came for me. Now, around that same time, um, you know, we'd only been coming to Restoration Centre maybe three or four weeks, uh, God had dropped a word into Tim's heart while, you know, he's up the front leading worship, and the word was grub. And, and he wanted, yeah, he's like, I feel like there's this word for someone that they see themselves as a grub and, you know, you're in this cocoon, you're going to come out as a beautiful butterfly. Well, that broke me. I cried and cried and cried. Because that morning before church, I was arguing with Matt about going to church. <laughs> um, you know, because previously to that we hadn't had much of a social life um, and I had no nice clothes and I remember staying there and just saying to him I don't want to go to church I'm such a grub I'm such a grub I've got nothing to wear I don't want to go to church Tim's there arguing with the Lord going Lord is there another word I can use why does it have to be grub if it was any other word it would have meant nothing to me but the fact that he used that word grub and it was at that moment, like it, it broke me because I'm like, Jesus, you really do see me. You see me and you hear me and you hear my heart. Um, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're dealing with or how bad you feel. Jesus sees you. He sees you and he sees your heart and you call out to him and he's there. He is always there. just uh, feeling we need to pray for these guys, amen? I remember that day. I was shaking my head thinking, God, there's got to be another word than grub. You know, I I couldn't even think of the word caterpillar. I couldn't think of it. It just wouldn't come. So good. Come on. Who wants to join us? Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for this couple, God. We thank you for their girls, Lord. We thank you for them. Lord, we bless them in Jesus' name. God, we just rejoice because we know that you rejoice, God, because you called them by name and you said, child, you are mine. And Lord, we thank you for the work of your transforming spirit, God, in their hearts and their lives, God. And we thank you, God, that you are taking them from glory to glory to glory. And Father, we know that you honour faith. 
Lord, we know, God, you honour faith, God. You honour faith, God. And so, Father, we just thank you for this family. And as they take this step of faith, God, trusting you, God, hearing your call, God, in their life and purposes, God. Lord, we thank you, God. But we, Lord, we surround them today, God. We just claim the blood of Jesus over them to protect them, to heal them, to restore them in every way. And we just declare that over you physically, emotionally, spiritually, in Jesus' name, that he is the God that heals you, that he is the one who restores you. And we declare that. And Father, we call forth every provision, God. Your word says that you would surround them with your favor like a shield. So we call call forth every provision, God, for them, God, financially, Lord, materially, in every way, God. We thank you for that, God. And we look forward to the more testimonies, God, of your goodness and grace, God, in and through this family's life in Jesus' name. And God, we pray that you just fill them afresh with your spirit. Oh, oh, and joy. Oh, and hope and life in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The Lord would say, because you have honoured me, I will honour you. I will be your portion. I will be your life. Trust in me. Trust in me. I am. I am your life. Just as a bit of a faith builder, I want to just say that the Word of God says that in Isaiah that he took upon himself our sicknesses and carried our diseases. Then in Matthew it, it goes back to Isaiah and says that Jesus went about doing good and healing all those who were sick. That it might be, the scripture might be fulfilled which said that he took upon himself all of our sicknesses and carried our diseases. So then you might think, okay, it was fulfilled but... When something's fulfilled, it means it's come to its it's come to into prominence. It's come into the world, and Jesus went on then to heal sicknesses and carry diseases, and then when he went to heaven, he gave his disciples the same authority to heal the sicknesses and carry diseases, and right down through the ages, people are being healed of their sicknesses and diseases, and we ask, how does that happen? It's because Jesus took upon himself all of our sicknesses and carried our diseases. So just receive that in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Have I got time for one more? We can find room for... Today's taken a bit of a turn, but that's good, hey? Jude, we've got time for one more, Jude. Yeah, come on. Oh, God is a wonderful God, isn't he? Um, I'll, I'll go quickly because I'm sure you're all wriggling in your seats. Are you ready? Wriggling in the seats, ready to go home for lunch. Um, about three years ago, I was blessed to walk into this fellowship and I came out of a, a, out of a, a wilderness experience into this fellowship and I was so blessed that the Lord led me here into a place of where people loved me and I was restored 
and cared for and I've grown here and I've been truly blessed, truly blessed to, to know everybody here. And um, just this, um, since the early part of this year, since March, the, the Lord has been moving, I guess, all of us collectively as a church and as a people, as a body of Christ, moving us all into a new season. And me personally, he's been moving me into a new season. And part of that new season was, he said, I'm going to move you on to another place. And so instead of starting to scream and shake my hands up in the air and go, oh, no, 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 I just said, okay, Lord, whatever you want to do, I'll go with it. So um, that meant to sell my home and to move to another place, which is Toowoomba, to sell my home and move to another place. So I just said, Lord, if that's what you want me to do, then you're going to have to do it for me because I can't do this on my own. So I decided to put my house on the market and just leave it up to the Lord to sell it. So in... In early June, I went down to Toowoomba to look at some places and I saw a place that was really nice and it was for me. So I just signed for it. I just said, okay, that's for me. And I signed a contract on it, a 30-day contract. And I came back and my house wasn't even on the market. And I came back and I said to Tim, I've signed a contract for a house. but I've got to sell my place in 30 days. And I was, And Tim goes... Don't say anything to me. <laughs> don't tell him, don't tell me. He said, go and get May to pray for you. <laughs> go and get May to pray for you. So, <laughs> so I just said, okay, God has got this. So I rang up the real estate, which is Michael's real estate, and they were very good because I rang up this young fella at Michael's real estate and I said, I've got to sell my house in 30 days. I said, but don't worry about it because God's got this. <laughs> so um, the young fellow there put the house on the market and, and anyway, in between it all, he, he got this buyer, but the trouble with the buyer was they had a contract on their house and the people that were buying it had a contract on their house and I had a contract. So it was a, a contract on a contract on a contract and I was like, no. And then he goes, don't worry, Jude, God's got this. <laughs> <laughs> so the 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 um the story went that he sold the house in 11 days so we ended up with we had about four days spare to for my contract to go through so God had it all the way through and it was just a blessing that it all went through and then um, I'll be leaving here my last Sunday will be on the 15th of August and then I'll be leaving this fellowship, but I was just truly blessed to be here because it's just been a wonderful time where I've grown and I've been restored and truly I wouldn't have even had a house to sell if God hadn't given me my house back in the first place. That was my very first testimony standing up here and I remember standing here and I was shaking and I was very broken and I was saying, God got my house back for me from the bank. And I remember some ladies had to come and hold my arms for me. So here I am to testify the goodness of God and what he, what he has done for me. Thank you.
Amen. Amen. That's what it's about, isn't it? People's lives being transformed, people being restored, situations. Amen. That song's really appropriate, Kathy. Where's that? Where's the music team? Oh, there we go. That song's really appropriate. Has the music team come forward? Have we have we got one last one? Hey? Yeah. Sorry. Tom, we're gonna we're gonna put Tom into uh, next. Well, yeah, we're gonna put Tom into the next couple of weeks. We just he did say he'd just go with the flow, so we'll put him into the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. Uh, just with regard to what uh, Tammy and Matt were talking about, about how God has been faithful in the time that they had no money. In 2009, I was in full work, driving a delivery van around town. Cushy job it was, really good. And I'm slipping down the road this one day and God placed some steel doors in front of me in the spirit. And he said, stop what you're doing and step out and work for me. And I said, God, you've got to be joking. What are you on about? Stop what you're doing and step out for me. So I went back to work and I said to the boss, this is what happened. God's saying I've got to quit the work, quit the job and come and work for him. And she said, are you sure you want to do that? I'm going, no, nah, I don't want to do it. But I will anyway. So I resigned. And the testimony is that from that day till this, I have never had a bill I cannot pay. Never have I had a bill. And from then till now, I've been overseas probably 20 times where God has always footed the bill. Praise his holy name. Amen. Do it again. I've seen you move. You move the mountains. And I believe I see you do it again. Testimonies are meant to build up your faith and encourage you that what God's done for someone else, He can do for you as well. Amen. I mean, Malcolm and Catherine have just moved from Tasmania to Bundaberg with faith. You're going to do it again. He's going to do it again.